3: It's 9.30 in 716.
4: I'm Susan Rose. I'm
0: Brian Messrowski Outside right now, chilly. Start clear skies, 52 degrees in Buffalo.
4: 96% of Kaleida health care workers represented by CWA 1168 and 1199 SEIU voting to allow union leaders to call a strike. Here's WBEN's Brayton Wilson.
3: Workers with Kalina Health, represented by CWA Local 1168 and 1199 SCIU, spent between Tuesday and Thursday voting to decide whether or not to authorize a strike. It was the latest development in the ongoing efforts to secure a new contract for healthcare workers in the Kalina Health Network. After tallying votes late Thursday night, healthcare workers voted overwhelmingly in favor of authorizing a strike. While the vote does not mean that Kalina health care workers are officially on strike, it gives union leadership the power to call for a strike at any Kaleida facility. As the potential for a strike now looms for healthcare workers at Kaleida, the hope now shifts towards avoiding a strike for the sake of Western New York. The strike would be a disaster for the community. It would be a disaster, obviously, for Kaleida financially, as we've just discussed. But I think it would be a community disaster. It would throw the local healthcare community into chaos. And I would be particularly concerned, obviously,
1: about emergent services.
3: That's Larry Zielinski, former president of Buffalo General Hospital. Concerns rise once again over the potential of another health care strike in West New York. And even though negotiations between Collida Health and both CWA and SEIU remain in good faith, plans are now being set in motion for that potential of adjusting to a worst-case scenario. Here's more from Erie County Executive Mark cars I'm concerned because of the impact it will have on health care in our community. I understand the concerns of the representatives of the unions as well as the workers. They do deserve to be receiving appropriate pay and, and other types of additional assistance we are working behind the scenes with our partners in health care to ensure that this does not impact our health care system to the point where people are not receiving care but it's going to be very difficult if it goes on strike and we are continuing to have conversations with our partners more regarding concerns of a potential health care strike for collider workers is available for you online brayton wilson wben.com news
4: thanks brayton in the event the unions do call a strike they must give Collida health 10 days notice as required by state law hospitals. Kaleida issued a statement last night saying they continue strike contingency planning.
0: Much more on this throughout the rest of the morning here on WBEN. Meanwhile, elsewhere in Buffalo, the Great Northern Grain Elevator, perhaps another day closer to coming down. Here's WBEN's Max Ferry. The petition to halt demolition of the Great Northern Grain Elevator was dismissed by State Supreme Court Judge Koliakovo, who made his ruling Thursday. This is good news for preservationists. They can now appeal in hopes to cease demolition. Local defense attorney Paul Cambria says the preservationists are going to need a judge to sign a stay order as
1: well. Once it's dismissed, that's a final enough decision that it can be appealed. So it's up to them. They could file a notice of appeal, then they could contact a single judge on the appellate division and ask them to sign a stay order, staying any activity pending the resolution of the appeal.
0: The battle between the owners and preservationists have been going on for a couple months shy of a year now. If no state order and appeal are obtained, can the preservationists find another avenue?
1: Yeah, nothing I can think of. I mean, they're very experienced in these matters. They've done these a number of times with other things in the community. And if there was some other remedy, uh, I assume by now they would have used it.
0: Max Ferry, WBEN.com News.
4: All right, Max, thank you. We'll hear from Tim Teelman later on this hour. As he says, they are running now to file an appeal to save the Great Northern. And we'll keep you updated on this. The whole thing is confusing. The headlines can be very confusing.
0: It's uh, maybe an only in America situation. But a judge saying that the Great Northern should come down because there's no reason for it not to opens the door for preservationists now to stop that exact thing from happening simply because it's not tied up in that one court case so to speak it allows so
4: them to op- to file an appeal now.
0: they can now file yet another appeal if that happens all of that equipment by the way is on site so uh, you mentioned running they're gonna have to uh run pretty fast uh, faster than a crane can swing its arm <laughs>
4: In other news this morning, problems at the U.S.-Mexico border in El Paso. This is a tough
3: situation for the city of El Paso to be in. Um, They are not getting a whole lot of help from the federal government or the state government as well. So they're dipping into the money and budget that they have here to try and help these migrants somehow get out of this situation, get to the families that they need to get to. Uh, but this is money that is coming from their own pots, their own budgets right now. Um, it's a very frustrating situation for them to be in. They are asking for help from the federal government,
4: and they're they're not getting it. That's Maria Villarreal, and now other communities are pleading for help. After governors in Texas and Florida sent a small amount of those who have crossed the border up north. Texas alone busing over 8,000 migrants to D.C. since April and 2,500 to New York City since the beginning of August. New York's mayor saying the city's system is nearing its breaking point.
0: We need help. We have not been ashamed to say that. We need help.
4: California Governor Gavin Newsom was blunt, tweeting what DeSantis and Abbott are doing isn't clever, it's cruel. Newsom asking the Justice Department to investigate these inhumane efforts to use kids as political pawns. It's Mary Bruce reporting.
0: Over in the UK, people in the miles-long line that eventually makes its way through the Westminster Hall, waiting to see the Queen's coffin. Jim Dolan on scene in London.
3: Karen knew just how it would be.
0: I came with my parents to see the late Queen Mother when she laid in state.
3: When she arrived beside the casket, draped in the royal standard with the crown and royal scepter so close you could almost touch them, Karen bobbed a proper curtsy and prayed and grieved with the royal family.
0: At the end of the day, it's somebody who's passed, somebody who the nation has seen, who has been the head of our country.
3: Nine hours seems to most Americans like an awful long time to wait in line for anything, but just a few blocks from here, people are already queuing up to try and get into the Queen's funeral, which isn't until Monday. Wow.
0: Um, yeah, long lines. Wow. And we'll hear coming up in just about 20 minutes a little bit about some of the friends being made. I mean, if you're waiting in a line for eight hours or already lining up for a funeral that's gonna be held on Monday, you're gonna make quick friends with whoever you're standing next to in line. We'll hear a little bit more about that coming up at the bottom of the hour.
4: There is a big truck recall underway. Nissan is recalling more than 200,000 pickup trucks in the U.S. because they can roll away unexpectedly when shifted into park. The problem is a defective parking pole, which stops vehicles from moving when they're shifted into that gear. Included in the recall are Frontier and Titan pickups from the 2023-2023 model years until they can be fixed. Owners are told to use the parking brake whenever they park their truck. Daria Albinger, ABC News. (laughs) It's
0: (laughs) never a good sign. Use the parking brake, or else. uh, And how about this? The Emmy-winning series. Can we stop? And that doesn't. After this week, yeah, it doesn't mean that much anymore. (laughs) We got to find a new uh, descriptor for Mash, Uh, one of the all-time greats, debuted on CBS 50 years ago tomorrow. First aired September 17, 1972, set during the Korean War. The show following the doctors and nurses of the Mobile Army Surgical Hospital 4077. TV executive Dan Harrison says the show's record, 105 million viewers for its 1983 finale, will never be broken. 60.2 rating meant that 60 0.2% of all homes in America were tuned in.
4: While there are some Super Bowls due to population growth that have had more than 105 million viewers, nothing has that 60.2 rating is like Joe DiMaggio's, you know, hit streak. It's never going to be broken. There's no way because that's a percentage of population record. There's no way in this multi-channel, multi-streamer universe that any episode of any show will ever get a 60.2 rating. And
0: one of those shows, I mean, I can remember the reruns being on at like prime rerun time, like in the seven right. o'clock hour growing up for a long time after that it went off the air. So it maintained popularity for a while. Good now, I, did. I think those are pretty much done. But I mean, what compares, you know, Seinfeld might with how long yeah. these reruns are going. But uh, aside from that, MASH. It's up there. Standing out on its own. It ended its run almost a decade before I was born, and I know all about MASH. That's how popular it was. That does say a lot.
4: That's pretty incredible. The exclusive WBN 7 weather forecast calls for a top-notch, top-10 kind of Friday
0: with an ample amount of sunshine, cool to start, a bit of a fall chill to the air in the morning, but temperatures moderate nicely into the afternoon with highs in the low and mid-70s. We'll find patchy clouds and starlight tonight won't quite be as cool tonight as it was here during the overnight, the low temperature into the mid-50s to near sixty. Saturday offers up plenty of sunshine, just a few clouds, highs in the upper 70s to near 80. Sunday features sun giving way to clouds, the high again near 80 with a shower by night. With your exclusive WBN 7 weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Josh Nichols. Joining us now on the line, uh, labor expert Art Wheaton, who we turn to a lot when there are these uh, different uh, disputes going on. And Art, we have one right here that's worrying a lot of people in western New York. Collide health care workers represented by two different unions, voted overwhelmingly to authorize a strike. That option, having that in your back pocket, uh, the opportunity to call a strike with 10 days notice, how does that change what happens at the negotiating table?
1: Uh, For the most part, it's a normal process for, for negotiations and collective bargaining. So having a strike authorization vote does not mean there will be a strike. It means that the membership fully support the bargaining team and saying we want to empower you with whatever tools you need to make the best deal for us. So a strike authorization vote doesn't mean that a strike's coming right away.
4: But does it change the tone of these negotiations now?
1: It's a measuring stick. It's like taking the temperature. And right now the temperature is saying that of the 75% of the employees that voted they all voted, 96% voted, yes, we authorize you to go out on strike, which means the members are not happy, the members are serious, and they're not going to be um, satisfied with with poor results. They're going to fight for what they need.
0: The strike would be, I mean, we've already seen, Art, the impact that a strike can have at one hospital. Last year with the Mercy strike, I, this could impact uh, several hospitals and facilities all across Western New York, I, you'd have to imagine that even the workers at some point are looking at this saying this is our very last option, especially with what happened last year. I mean, there was a point art where I think a lot of people were saying, all right, listen, we understand we side with the nurses. We want them to get the benefits that they want, but what are we doing to care in our area?
1: Well, I think that's one of the big things that the nurses are fighting for is for better care. So their number one issue here is not wages and benefits. It's not an economic issue that's causing the problems. The big issue here is safe staffing levels. So if they're used to working with five or six patients and now they're working with 10 to 20 patients, they're very concerned about the standard of care and being able to help uh, The their their patients. So they're they're concerned about that. And it's a bargaining process where you're trying to see what you can get. And it is not easy. And it's especially not easy when the employer is saying since COVID started, they've lost about $200 million. So they don't have lots of extra money floating around and safe staffing levels requires more funding to hire more nurses. It's not necessarily that they're crying about their pay is not good enough or their benefits are not good enough.
4: How quickly does Collida Health have to have a strike contingency plan in place, or is that plan already in place?
1: They are already working on contingency plans. They have met with the Erie County Department of Health. They have met with some of the New York state regulators. They may have to find places to put other patients, but they still have the strike authorization vote means they have to have ten days notice to have this strike. So they there is a little bit of time, but the the general plan is to move them out of the area for a lot of the patients because we don't have a lot of excess bed capacity and a lot of excess staff, which was one of the causes of the previous strikes. It's not easy in healthcare right now. They're not having a good time.
0: Art, we've talked about this before. But uh, whether it's healthcare, uh, we've seen this across the country. When it comes to teachers, uh, the current economic situation, the current job market, it, the impact is widespread all over the place. I, I think people tend to look at you know teachers, nurses, is, you know people who really want to do that profession, and there's no way they would give that up to go and do a completely different job. But I think what we're seeing right now is that's wrong if, uh, if need be. How is that fact and the current job market impacting what we're seeing here and around the country?
1: Well, one of the big impacts for the job market is that we have almost record low for the last 50 or 60 years unemployment rates there is an ability if you do not like your current employer you could get hired somewhere else i don't think any of the registered nurses or lpns i don't think any of them are going to have a difficulty finding a job at another another hospital or another area they want to stay where they are but you need to have a work-life balance and you need to not be completely and totally stressed out so a good job market makes people more willing to risk a strike and right now we're at record levels of uh, appreciation or positive feelings about unions. It's 71% are favorable feelings about unions now. So that's also the highest since the
0: 1960s. You, you, you know, Art, you, you say that the nurses could go and uh, find another job uh, at another hospital or something like that. But I guess the question is, when it comes to Collida, the realization they're facing is, well— they could say, Oh, you can go work at another hospital. You're going to find the conditions and pay are relatively similar to what we have here. I think what the nurses on the other side of the table are saying, Well, no, you don't have to worry about us going to another hospital to be a nurse somewhere else. You have to worry about me going and uh, becoming a welder or, you know, literally anything else because I can go do that now.
1: Well, I think there's a lot of stress in some some different occupations and people do change occupations. So you had people talking about the great resignation because the job market allowed you to try other things. So it's possible they will do that. My guess is that the vast majority of the people that would going on strike want to stay exactly in the same location. They are doing a very same jobs. So they just want better working conditions and collective bargaining gives them the voice to ask, for improvements in the workplace that also benefit the patients. So what they're asking for is better staffing ratios which only improves the standard of care for those going to the hospital at a time of need.
4: But you know our on staffing I mean they can agree to a certain staffing level but with I think currently 800 vacancies you know I can say one thing on paper but in reality you know until they fill those positions they can't provide that staff.
1: And one of the ways to attract more staff is to have better pay and better benefits and better working conditions and the opportunity for change. So they may have to say some services we can't provide anymore, and that's what happened in the strike. They said, well, our emergency services are going to shut down at this hospital and we'll share staff at another hospital so that you can have reasonable, good health care for the folks that need it in a time of need. So I think there are ways you can do it. And it's a process It's going to take a while, but I think they're serious about trying to um, improve their standard of living and their work-life balance. And it's the staffing ratio that's the biggest sticking point, and it's not an easy solution.
0: Art, thanks, as always, for the time. Art Wheaton, our guest, to talk about what's going on with Collida Healthcare Workers, authorize a strike uh, the two sides, so back at the negotiating table at 9 a.m. this morning.
4: That's 9.30 in 716.
0: We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.